What is good, everyone? Thank you for tuning in again for episode number two. This one I had my boy Dylan. He saw success pretty quick in the dropshipping game. His life story is pretty wild from his mom abruptly dying to being a D1 athlete and breaking his leg and that kind of being down the drain to doing over six figures a year. So we dove into some pretty good stuff here. Before we dive in, I don't think everybody knows what dropshipping is. So it's basically a business model where you don't have to hold inventory. So go on AliExpress or whatever and say you have a product on there for $3, you put it on your store and then you run ads to your store and you have the product for $20. And then when someone buys, you keep the difference between whatever your ads cost and then um, that $3. So yeah, that's the business model in a nutshell. I just didn't want to leave anybody in the dark who might not know what that is because we mentioned it a couple of times. But thanks again for tuning in. And without further ado, this is my conversation with Dylan. This is my boy Dylan here. We connected on Twitter a couple months ago. Dylan is absolutely crushing in e-com. He got a agency starting, a couple freelance clients, sports betting, like he just mentioned before I started recording. So we got a lot of game. We got a lot of game to bring y'all. So how did you even get into e-com? Like, were you in school at a time or how'd that look? Okay, so this is about to be like a long story. So my e-com journey started when I was in college. So I played D1 football at the University of Colorado. Mm -hmm. And then so I was playing there my freshman year. I tore my ACL. And then from there, it was kind of like just a mishap and a bad event just going back to back to back. You get me? So like I tore my ACL, then my grades started to slip and just like a lot of different things started to happen. And I'm like, all right, well, Football can be taken from me at any time. So it's like, what can I do to help my family and help myself out and put myself in the best position? Mm-hmm. So it's like going into my sophomore year when COVID first started, it was, I'm like, all right. Cause I kept getting hurt like back to back. So I tore my ACL, broke my hand, all type of shit. And I'm just thinking, what can I do to start making some money? Because my mom needed help at the time. Like mm-hmm. we had just lost our house. And so she was kind of like still trying to find a place to live. And I'm like, all right, well, this sports stuff is cool and all, but if I don't make it to the league, like what's going to happen? So I started just going on YouTube heavy, like probably every other entrepreneur did. How to make money online. (laughs) Yeah, how to make money online. And then so I just started looking at all the ways. And then I came into concept of e-commerce and dropshipping. And then uh, I started making stores in my apartment in college. First three stores was trash. I mean, just horrible bro no good copy trash ads video ads horrible made from people on fiverr and give us the timeline here this is mid 2020 right yes sir so uh, yeah mid 2020 two years ago yes two years ago and then um it was at a point where i was just like i was getting tired of what's going on in school because we had three coaches change in Mm -hmm. three years so i was like this program isn't doing what I wanted to do like it's not going how I expected it to go so I was like fuck it I'm gonna drop out so I was like I talked to my coaches I'm like yeah I'm done talk to my family like fuck it I'm gonna just see what I can do on my own and bet on myself because I felt like I saw these dudes on YouTube doing 100k months and like doing just crazy stuff with econ I'm like bro that's life-changing money and I want to get a piece of that so did you have money saved up or like, did you have any type I had of- a little, I had a little bit for my financial aid and that's it. I think I had like 2,500 or something like that. Mm-hmm. So um, right around that time while I was about to drop out, 
it's kind of crazy, but my mom passed like as soon as I was about to drop out. Like yeah. when I was having those thoughts, like she she passed out of nowhere. They didn't they said that they didn't eat, they can't even identify the cause. It was just one day she was just randomly gone. Damn. So yeah, it was like really hard, especially at the time. Like, I'm 19, I don't know what's going on, how to do nothing. And I'm like, damn. So that hit me really hard, but that also was a big motivator for me to just go chase what I want to do. And then from there, I was like, fuck it, I'm hopping out. So dropped out and then just started. When I got home, I went to my auntie's house and I was staying there for the, from the, from uh, around March to October of 2020. I was staying there working on my stores and stuff. And from there, um, I built my first successful store. Like it started to gain traction. I'm like, okay, I can do this. Let's go. And then, you know, from there, I started taking a little bit of profits. I was getting, putting it into a stock or, you know, sports betting it or putting a little crypto, just different ways to make money so I can keep up on my rent. Because I decided to go and get a high-end apartment because I felt like your environment is really important for everything. So it's like, you know, living in a lower... Huh? This is shortly after your for- first store started to pop. Mm-hmm. And I just started like just getting income, and making money. So how did you get approved for like that apartment? How's so, that? Work? So I was my sister always was preaching to me to build your credit up. So uh, I got like a little little BS card in college mm-hmm. and just started making the payments on that. And my homie, he's really really good at like building your credit and like finances and stuff. So he was kind of like giving me tips and tricks in here on like what to do to boost your credit and stuff like that. So I got out. And I had like a 730, 740 credit score. And it was easy to get a, get approved for that apartment. And then so from there, I was like, you know, being in a lower income place, like from the books I was reading and stuff like that and experiences, it's like, you're, what you're surrounded by is what you're gonna become. So it's like, I wanted to get to a place where I have my own space to like really build my environment to what I needed it to be to be successful. You get me? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then so like, especially being in black people, most of us are not in, a good environment going coming up like we usually don't have the resources that wealthier people have so it's like i if i want to become a wealthy person i want to become you know this successful person i have to build my environment to be successful right so i went above where i should have to get this apartment but i felt like it was an investment for my mind my peace you get me i feel you and i i've i've also heard like in other places that putting your own back against the wall of course like within reason and not like killing yourself but putting your own back against the wall is how a lot of people have grown like if you know Nate Schmidt he dropped out of school with like no no real plan or nothing and mm-hmm. he was able to make it work just for the simple fact that if he didn't make this work within three months he was back in school and he didn't want that so it's mm-hmm. interesting that like you kind of put your own back against the wall by going above your means and getting like a super expensive apartment so like how would you say that environment and paying that, like, what, what would you say the ROI was for getting that, being in that environment of a place so expensive and being, I'm sure you're around like killers all day, like in, in the building, people around you. Oh. How would you say that changed you from say like your typical $900 a month place? All right, so the first thing is like, the people who live here are going to be doing high income activities. So that's like a great place to connect with like, you live in the same building with these people. So I work out a lot because I play, I play sports. I was an athlete. So like I'm in the gym and I'm talking to people who are 
doing crazy things. And it's like, it's making connections because connections are the best thing we can possibly get. Like yeah. above income, uh, uh, right next to income, connections are right under that. Yeah. So like I'm meeting people who are doing crazy things. It's like, it's changing my reality because I, before I'm thinking this is impossible to like, these people are doing this. Mm -hmm. So it kind of like shifts your mindset and makes you want to, it's like positive peer pressure. It's like you want to keep up yeah. and you want to be doing what everyone else is doing. So, you know, you start finding out new ways and they might introduce you to new ways of thinking and how to do things better. Mm -hmm. So for me, that's like, a, it's a great ROI. Like I would 100% recommend that people get out of your comfort zone a little bit, a little bit out your financial zone and get to where people are doing high income activities. Oh, it makes sense. You, you said that your first big store started to pop after like after only a couple months, right? Of, yeah. of, of knowing marketing and knowing e-commerce. Yeah, a little bit like, like, yeah. That's kind of out of the norm because a lot of people will be doing it for years and still not make a single dollar. So like, what do you think you did different that a lot of people don't do different? Was, was it some type of routine you had dialed in? Was it maybe the fact that your back was against the wall? What do you think you did different? I think it was a lot of pressure and luck. I'm not gonna lie. I think it was like just having, just pick, getting lucky with a right, good product, you get me? And then taking advantage of the opportunity of getting lucky. Mm -hmm. I think that's what a lot of people don't do is they don't take advantage of the things that happen. So it's like, you know, it's like someone might get lucky. Let's say, you know, someone hits a lotto, right? Mm -hmm. they, they hit the lotto and now they wanna spend all their money and buy all these liabilities and stuff like that. Whereas mm -hmm. to me, it's like, oh, I got lucky how can I flip this and make it into more than what I got? Okay. It's like taking advantage of that opportunity. You get me? Mm -hmm. So during, during that time, um, did you have any type of like a routine during, Hell during yeah. the day? Hell so, yeah. How'd that look? So like for me, I have a bunch of whiteboards. I have a bunch of like things around me to keep me in routine. So mm -hmm. what I was doing every day was I'll wake up, make my bed, go work out, come back up, meditate, then do an hour of focus work and then journal. And like, that was what I was doing on a routine like every single day. This is before and, the world got shut down, right? Yeah, this is during the lockdown. So it's like, now I have all the time in the world to really just work on me. Oh, and, after the world got shut down. Yeah, this is after the world got shut down. Okay, okay. Yeah, so this was, yeah, this was from February to October. This is like when it first got shut down. It's like, yeah, you get me? Yeah. So like, just doing that every single day, it's like, it starts to compound. Mm -hmm. And like, for me, especially with meditation, it really like helps my mind put together the things I need to be successful. It's crazy, bro. Cause that was a pivotal time for me too. Like when the world shut down is when I, I was washing dishes at the time. And that's when I like really, I had hella time on my hands. So I really like dialed in and like got good at email marketing and stuff during that time and <clears throat> that was the time that a lot of people were doing nothing like a lot of people were chilling and oh. and the people who took that serious lives are completely different now like everyone I know who took that time that downtime serious lives are completely different like you changed your life in a matter of eight months like you you would still be at your auntie's crib right now if, if it wasn't yeah. it's crazy so you kind of I know you mentioned that you have um, like at there was a time where you had freelance clients for copywriting and you were doing your brand. Mm -hmm. So how many clients like was the 
were you just putting everything that you were making from the brand back into the brand and like living off the client client money or so from the money I made from my brand, I'll either invest it or I'll put it back into the brand. And then from the client money, I'll just use that to play around with and make more money. Mm, got you, got um, you. The clients, I was used, I was just reaching out on Twitter, honestly. Mm-hmm. I was just shooting my shot at people DMs. Like what I would do was I would so I was working with people who had like courses. I was just rewriting their sales pages basically. Mm-hmm. And what I would do was I'll be like, all right, I'm going this page, I'm gonna reread it. I'm like, what can I improve on this? Mm-hmm. So then what I'll do is I'll go on a Google Docs and I'll completely do a free rewrite for them. Mm-hmm. And then I'll hit the DM, especially if they have more than one course. I'll buy look, you know, I want to just give you this free rewrite and I want to show you like what I can improve on your copy and like what you're missing and how this affects your conversion rate. Mm-hmm. Conversion rate. And then I was like, if you like the service that I'm providing and you like the rewrite, I can do it for a certain price and I can do the rest of your courses. And of course, you know, you get no's, you get you, hell no. People are like, all right, thank you, you know. But the ones that say yes, hey, I appreciate it. And I was mad that I didn't charge more because, like, they was like, okay. I was like, what the, the hell? You That's just paid, cool. like, bro. I was like, this man just paid me a thousand dollars to write four paragraphs. What the? Ain't <laughs> no way. Ain't no way, bro. It was crazy. That's crazy, hustler, bro. A lot of people don't. A lot of people don't have that, bro. A lot of people don't have that, and like. I remember when I was first getting started, I would hit like when I'd have a question, because it'd obviously be shit that not anyone can just answer and like Google wouldn't be able to answer. So when I'd have a question, I would hit hundreds of DMs, like until Instagram would block me from DMing. I would be DMing hundreds and hundreds of people until I'd get that answer. And like it sounds like you had that same drive, like hungry, a hungry hustler. And that's how that's, that's what you got to be, bro. Um, something I want to ask is. What's the best advice you've ever gotten and the worst advice you've ever gotten? All right. Let me think. Let me think on this. Hold on. All right. Yeah, I got you. All right. So look, the best advice that I've ever gotten was to learn from others, but to find your own way at the same time. So you take things from other people, but at the end, you have to find your own way because what they did is probably not going to work for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, most of this business and entrepreneurial stuff is just, you know, mixing what you've learned and what works for you because no one's going to ever be you. No one's going to have the same, you know, experiences in your life, the same failures, the same aptitudes, the same strengths and weaknesses. So you have to find your own way while learning from other people. Mm-hmm. Now, the worst advice I got that is going to be really controversial is to always finish something. Sometimes it's good to know when to quit. It's good to know when something is not doing good, you got to cut your losses and then, you know, pivot and change what you're doing. It's okay. That one's major. It's okay. Like, bro, people, like, I feel like being in America and stuff like that, it's like we have this really bad idea of failure and that it's not supposed to happen and you're supposed to win your first time. I got humbled with, like, being an entrepreneur because I failed a lot. Like, you, I continue to fail and those failures teach you and it helps you figure out what's going to work and what's not going to work. Like I want people should be okay with failing. Like failure isn't um, permanent. It's Mm -hmm. temporary. It's like a little, it's like a a learning experience. Mm -hmm. And most people don't understand that. Yeah, bro. And I think school is to blame for a lot of that. You fail a test, you get ridiculed for it. You get in trouble for it when you come home. Like, yes. I think school school is partially to blame for that. And just like how we're raised is growing up, just the whole programming is, it has a lot to do with stuff like that. 
so looking back at like the person you were early 2020 falling on your face multiple times and nothing working out what would you tell yourself right now if you were to talk to that Dylan back then what would you tell yourself like as as 2022 Dylan so some hopefully someone who's watching right now that's as that's a 2020 Dylan right now that's trying a bunch of stuff nothing's working for him feel like you're doing everything right what would you tell him so first off I'll tell him that do not get too caught up with succeeding. You should be focusing on your failures more than anything. Success is a horrible teacher. Just because you want, like, you know, mm-hmm. success is a horrible teacher, man. Like, you know, you need to go out and get uncomfortable, bro. You have to trust yourself. Trust yourself and stay out your comfort zone. Do not get complacent. Because a little bit of time, like, this year when I got a little complacent and things started to slip, I was like, okay, you know, and especially like during that time building too, I'll get a little complacent sometimes and just kind of ease up and bit me in the ass later. Mm-hmm. You get me? So mm-hmm. that's that's the advice I'll give. Like, success is the worst teacher and don't get too high off your wins. Cool, that's some good advice. Um, <clears throat> do you think there's anything that happened looking back that, like, you know how things snowball into other things? Is there anything that you kind of top of mind right now that happened that you you look, uh, look back and you're like, damn, if that one thing didn't happen, this wouldn't happen and this would. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, just getting hurt in college. Mm-hmm. That was that was the turning point of like really everything. Cause like, it's just like, it snowballed. And I thought it was just the worst experience in my life. I thought it was the worst thing to ever happen to me. Mm-hmm. And it kind of ended up being a blessing in disguise. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I, like looking back, like when that happened, I would have never thought that it would turn into this. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like one thing led to another and just kept leading on. I'm like, wow, I'm in a better position than before. Yeah, man. That's crazy, bro. Them them L's, them L's be dubs once that smoke clear. Man, man. That shit that you think is like going to end you, it'd be the best thing that ever happened to you once that smoke clears. Man, I thought that was the end of the world, bro. I'm, bro, that was... One of the hardest times of my life, I ain't gonna lie. That was a real hard time. Yeah, man. Well, look, that shit molded you. And two years later, you're doing multiple six figures a year. Like, but yeah, man, that's pretty much, we're gonna wrap that up right here, man. Any, where can the people find you? And do you have any, anything to offer? Maybe a course or mentorship that if anyone's interested or are you not offering that right now? Uh, I'm not offering a mentorship, but if you need someone to manage your ads, you can hit me up. I have an advertising agency. Yes, so, sir. Yes, sir. And just uh, DM me at underscore Emperor BT underscore on Twitter and Instagram. And, you know, we can start a conversation and get something going. And what kinds of brands do you work with? Uh, e-com brands. All so, e-com? All, all e-com brands. Solid. Y'all heard the man. Follow him. Ask any questions that y'all got. And that's it. Yes, sir.